Welcome to the Dungeon House, where a bunch of regular people with regular jobs gather to play Dungeons and Dragons. We aren't professionals, so if you hear food ASMR or a baby in the back, just understand it's normal. This show is recommended for those 13 and up. The music you'll hear is brought to you by William Heaton and various other artists. We're glad that you're here to share in the fun and laughter, as well as the challenges along the way. So come on into our home, take a seat on the couch, and enjoy the Dungeon House. Any of those you would have to run to actually pay rent? Oh, hey, no, right? And depends on, like, how much are you, how do you charge? Like, is it a flat rate per game? And you just have to buy your wire? I think you can do it by hour. Yeah, like, we're doing a four-hour shuffle. David, what Good. mode is your mic set to? Mine? Yeah. Uh, uh, directional? Why? Send it to omnidirectional so that way it can pick up everyone. Everybody's talking now. Hello? 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 Okay. Hello. Is that better? A little bit. Everyone seems a little quiet, but that's okay. We'll just talk about it. All the objects are in We'll literally eat the microphone. I'll it. Um, are we alive? Yeah. Wow. Are we live? Yeah. No, I think we're there. It's 631. Is it not? Are you watching? 630. There you go. Oh. What? We're live. Boy, it's still 631. Oh, anyway. Slow. We are live. We are alive as well. Hopefully. Find out. As time goes on. Hopefully. Um, how's everyone's week? It's been a while since we played the league. Yes, it was. It's like, huh? <laughs> no, it's just a song chat. <laughs> no, that's terrible. He, uh, he's on his camera right now. Because he, we too excited to come. Too many new people, yeah. too many things, lots of zoomies. Yes. There's nothing wrong with that, don't. Um, today we're doing an in, in-person session, um, with those who you are pretty excited about. We have Brandon, we have Joy, <laughs> um, we have David, we have Faith, yeah. we have Kyle joining us from California again, and we have McKay with um, joined from back at home um, and Tori is going to be listening in tonight which we are so excited to have everyone here for a fun, fun session hopefully I hope it will be um, I think is there anything else that anything? we'll just jump in um, before we do that though I need a, a recap I remember who I did last because it's been so long <laughs> I, I don't, I don't get into it. I'm getting up in the Um, Joy, what did, has it been a while? I feel like maybe I've called on you pretty recently. Well, I don't know. I think I called on you last time, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What I can still do it. You got it? Yeah. Perfect. Well, okay. you do it. So, uh, last time, 
Baron, Adelaide, and Pinky made a, a very good escape from um, being caught and punished for their sneaky little mission to go see Baron's sister. Um, we talked about how everyone kind of changed over the course of um, the training, uh, we did some training stuff, and then we went through the initiation ceremony, where we met once again uh, the leader of the vigils who welcomed us in and gave us each our little vigil pendant, whatever we wanted it to be, um, with the center stone kind of changing color to match each person's personality. Um, we were given a quick tour of the lighthouse, but very quickly sent off on our footage. With what happened, you guys are skipped off, whisked literally away as you were missed by the uh, telephone to the city of Castles, also known as Havnock. It's still a little Before, hard to hear you, just so you know, sorry. I don't know, Kyle, are you having the same problem? Yeah, I'm having the same issue. Just a little tricky. How about that? Yeah, that, I just thought, yeah. that sounds great. That's a lot better. <laughs> I'm just going to yell. I'm just not whispering. Right. Yeah. I will literally just have to speak louder. Um, okay. Well, as you guys reach the city, you are entreated in a room that's very similar to the one that you all started off in, except for um, Aliyah and Ren. You've actually never seen one of these places before, Ren. But Aliyah, you've seen them in your childhood. I have seen one. This is the teleporter room of uh, Vigil Outpost. Most of the time it's used as kind of a place that can um, store beds, places like that where vigils can sleep while they're on their missions, or places that they can come back to, things like that. Um, it's also where you are all teleported and whisked away from when you were first joined, joining the vigils. Um, this time, though, as you open the door, you see kind of an older gentleman sitting at the counter of this outpost. Um, and you look outside the window... And you can see what looks to be a city um, that is literally, it gets its name pretty clearly from the architecture of, it looks like castle upon castle upon castle has been built. As alleyways of different battlements and different sized um, portcullises and different, um, almost in a chaotic sense, has been splattered and built together and then repaired and broken and built together again um, as this city has not necessarily any real rhyme or reason as you look at almost maze-like um, exterior. You see that this building that you're on must be on one of the higher walls uh, of the city because you can see down from where you're at looking down to this maze-like system of buildings and passages uh, underneath and you've reached the city of Havnock. As So is it like, instead of skyscrapers, it's castles? Yes. That's cool. Yeah, so it's like... Are there, like, moats in the mixture? 
Or is that like, would see, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, you would see like moats, you'd like see raw bridges and like, yeah, just full like cherry points, Lego castle sets, just kind of melded together. together. Yeah. I was thinking about bringing my eight Lego set, um, um, um <laughs> castle sets, Oops. but I didn't have enough space. That was going to be the Valmet map for today. And you didn't want to break it. Yeah, it's kind of hard to be back together. It took like long time to build it with your brother. <laughs> Good memories, though. Um, as the man who's running the stand here, um, this older gentleman kind of looks you up and down, I'd like you all to kind of describe, as you were given right before you left your vigil, um, Sydney's. Um, well, say basically, you were given the chance after you were given them to kind of, by a wizard, customize them to suit your personal style. Uh, I would like to go around and kind of ask each character, what did you do with them? Like, where, where did you put them? Did you make it a pin? What's, uh, what's the, the vibe that you're getting? Opal, would you be willing to start us off? So Opal turned it into a long necklace with a very simplistic chain, the type of metal that matches her armor. What color that is, I don't remember, but it's a good one. Um, so she did that, and she will put it underneath her armor so it's not shown, so her and then it's not seen. Perfect. <laughs> Ren, what about you? Can I choose what metal it's made of as well? Sure. Yeah, like, okay. <laughs> I mean, his was specific. Most of them were kind of going to be like a gen, a generic color. But you got to put like a stain on it. Yeah, you're kind of like you're up there like rubbing it with charcoal or something yeah, like that. They found this gray. I don't know. Um, I'm thinking sort of like a, a coppery sort of color, mm -hmm. um, metal. I mean, like, you know, like copper, like oxidizes and turns kind of green. Yeah. It has a little, like it's got some of that going on. Um, and then like the gem in the middle is a sort of like, not necessarily opalescent, but it's like dark, but also has that like, kind of like oil in a parking lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, kind of looks sort of like that or like a. Like a shell surface, mm -hmm. and I wear it um, on the cloth I have wrapped around my my waist as kind of like a clip, like a like those like toga clips, yeah. um, but like down there, keep it on, keep it firm. I don't want it to get lost. Girding up those, girding up some moments. <laughs> yeah, you got. All right, Pinky, how did you uh, integrate the insignia into your your look? Yeah, so I don't know if I've really ever described Pinky very well, but she has this big pink kind of a witch hat, but a little bit more fairy-esque, and she's going to clip it, like, right where, like, the brim starts to kind of come out. It's going to clip. It's kind of big for her because, you know, she's very small. Mm -hmm. So, like, it looks kind of like an oversized clip on her hat. It's like a little pin. A little, like, wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like a literal dinner plate attached to <laughs> you. know, just kind of off to the side, kind of cutie like, and the little thing in the center is pink, of course. Match everything else. <laughs> yeah, I, I was um, thinking about when you answered the, the color of the gemstone being pink. I was like, you know, the SpongeBob meme where it's SpongeBob and the guy's ordering the food, and he's like, daring, are we? Just from the everything's pink. It's awesome. I love it. It's a bold move. It is a very bold <laughs> All right. Elias. Um, 
A lot of what she's going to do is she's going to turn it into a like side pin for her hair. Mm-hmm. It'll kind of be like, like a hair clip. Yeah. Pin. Not kind of, yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's really cute. Oh, thanks. Um, Moss, what'd you do with the clip thing? Buttons. So Moss was torn and didn't really know exactly what to do with it. And so, um, he just sort of has it in one of his pockets right now as he's still trying to figure out what exactly to do with it. He just shakes it every once in a while, listens to it. Like he stares at it and he's like, I don't know. She's still trying to tune to it. He still believes. <laughs> That's the bell. <laughs> Moss actually communicates with it. Speak to the ancestors of old. So I like that. Yeah, Moss he, is still figuring it out. Yeah, it's okay. He he took it, didn't really know what to do with it, felt kind of weird about it, put it in his pocket. The worst is he put it into one of his patches on his very patchy jacket. And so the reality he doesn't know where it's at right now. Yeah, it's he knows it's somewhere on his person, <laughs> but where that is, it's questionable. Yep. <laughs> Barry, what did you choose? Um, so on the side of uh, Baron's waist, kind of from like his um, pants pocket, you can see a chain coming out, and then from that chain is a what looks like a pocket watch with the insignia on the pocket watch. It doesn't quite fit Baron. It seems a little bit too kind of nice for the kind of gruff fighter that you know, but um, seems to be wearing it with pride nonetheless. Um, if I remember correctly, Adelaide decided to use it, hers as a hairpin, um, but we'll let her eventually correct that with however she would like to integrate that into her style. As you guys all appear and walk out of the teleporter room of this outpost, the um, the attendant uh, is sitting there and he looks at all you and says, Ah, uh, looks like you finally made it. You're the ones called here to figure out the problem? Thanks. Nice. Okay. Is the problem? Oh, they didn't tell you. Were we told? I don't. Think no, we were not told. <laughs> I don't remember. No. There was no a- questions asked, and you guys just went for it. Just it's been a long month. I was gonna say we 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 asked, and then they said that they would tell us when we got there. Oh, so, here we are. It looks like the information <laughs> that he was given and they were given different so maybe he was thinking they were going to tell you but as you kind of explain that you guys don't know and he'll have to explain he's like all right i can i can i can tell you um so uh, we've really been seeing some strange occurrences here uh, a little recently um in the uh red wall district of the city it's Strange signs. Looks like people getting sick. Um, some people say there's some children that have gone missing. Uh, and uh, I heard some uh, 
other strange activity kind of going on. It it started maybe a day or two ago. Um, first thing noted was children gone missing, and from then on, it's been heard that uh, a couple of people have been getting sick. So we figured, since the sickness didn't seem quite normal, we'd uh, give you guys a call in and uh, get someone to kind of start looking at it. This is in the Breadwall District? Yes. Look at that name. The Breadwall District. Wall District. Sorry. Uh, yeah, it's one of the kind of the districts of the city. It's kind of known for its pastries, its bread, um, kind of things like that. Uh, it's more towards the... Um, it's not necessarily like super... Low class, but it's not super upper, like mid class. So it's kind of a little bit more just your average Joe kind of lives there. And so, well, been kind of hearing these strange rumors about that. So, but yeah, if you get a chance, you should probably try some of their um, the baguettes, some of the um, different oven baked goods that you can get there. Um, it's been something that I've very much enjoyed since my time being posted here in uh, Zahovic. It's a good ways away from here. We're sitting right now um, at the Vaventi Plaza. So it's about like a two, three hour walk from here to, uh, to get there. Just going through the city's escape. Uh, I'm sorry, you said... In the city, yeah, in the city. Okay. They're not public trans transit. Um, I mean, the best transit is to stay on the high walls. They can get you, but they're usually fairly crowded still because that's what everyone else uses. Um, there's not necessarily a lot of places that has a lot of good, like, carriage-drawn places, unless you're more towards the red towers or the jade towers or even up into the speared peaks of course um and sometimes like right next to the the castle wharf you can you can get a little bit of transportation around there but mostly in the dense urban area right here um from here to venti plaza it's pretty pretty packed all right all right um cool. so it, it, it's not that far of a walk it's not ludicrously dead um, distant. It's mostly just because there's there's just all. I'm sorry, but you said that people were getting sick. Uh, yeah. So why have you just called like the local clerics? Well, it's a good question. We usually do, but this one doesn't seem necessarily like a normal sickness per se, as the. Well, you'll have to see it for yourself to kind of get a better sense. Yeah. I'm I was getting there. You guys are... You just need to be a little patient. I was, I was saying that I can't fully describe what it looks like for you. I'm not that visual of a person. I have a hard time with that. Anyways. You're... Anyways. <laughs> Real so, fast, Chase. Yeah. As Moss is listening to this, can... Like, Moss is sort of skeptical of the whole situation right now. So, can Moss uh, make an insight check on this fetcher? 
Maybe an insight check. Yeah, yeah. He's just, he's just skeptical. And his skept and he got like a twenty three on his skepticism. I mean, like from what you can tell, this guy seems to be an older vigil past his prime and actually going out and doing missions. Um, okay. And he doesn't seem to be a shady dude. He looks, and you can see like he he on his around his neck he wears a, a necklace with a vigil's signia. He doesn't seem to be with his speech trying to lead you down the wrong path. Um, okay. He just doesn't seem to be. He wasn't prepared to give you like all the full details of the mission. He thought you guys would have been briefed prior to getting here. Okay, so, sounds. That's good. more where it's coming from. All right, I can work with that. Um, basically, there's some sort of shadow substance that's coming out of the people. Usually through, you know, bile, vomit, stuff like that, but it's it's not pretty. And um, with the local clerics, they've never seen anything like it, so we're kind of certain maybe there's something a little bit more going on. And with missing children, stuff like that, if we figured on it might not be bad to just send in a, a group of visuals just to help with uh, the research as well, just in case something comes up. So are we researching? What are we doing? Um, I'd say that uh, your mission here is to get an understanding of what's kind of going on, seeing, figuring out what's going with the odd occurrence and Investigate it first, that's the main priority, and then if you figure out what the problem is, if you can deal with it, then perfect. But uh, main main goal is to investigate and figure out what's going on. I mean, it's, yeah. With the um time she spent studying monsters and kind of stuff like that, does it? Does she have an idea of what might? Or was she yeah? Um anything that would like like when you said that when the they're like vomiting and stuff like that, the black like smoke, right? Yeah. Would that be um I guess a byproduct of any type of monster she knows about? Mm, make it either a history or maybe like a religion check. Like, I remember again, depending on what check you make, it may give you a, a different answer and stuff like that. I'll do a history check. Yep. Uh, a natural 20. A natural 20. That's pretty good. So, you know that there are plenty of monsters that have adverse effects on people and that cause things that are unnatural to happen to them um, that are usually only that it's like a sickness or ailment though it, it may be something else entirely maybe not necessarily a complete curse but almost kind of adjacent curse-esque thing um, and so you know that there's many different types of monsters that can cause things like this. Like 
devils and demons and um, like undead, even to like some fae you could suspect would cause things to happen like this. So she, so Elias, I guess, thought process of it, and it's going to be some type of demon or. Um, like demonic type of monster. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. If that's what she wants to assume, she can do that. Cool. And well, let's let's get going to Redwall District, shall we, gang? Figure out what's going on. Yeah. All right. Well, it's good to meet you all. My name's Brow. If you guys need. A place to hold up while you're in the city. Stop by, we can give you a place to rest. Just come back here. If you want to, you can also find men if you feel like that would be more beneficial to you. Finding information, things like that. But uh, um, this is always an open door for you guys. Yeah. So, do you have any recommendations on Craig uh, or anything? Craig or District? Yeah, I, uh, it's actually a really good pub that also serves bread. It's that kind of thing. It's the, the Black Dragon um, Bakery and Brewery. A lot of bees in that name. It, alliteration, man. It's really good. Um, it's known as the BBB Black Dragon Bakery and Brewery. Okay. Um, I, that's one of my favorite places. Awesome. Thank you very much. We'll have to check it out. Let's get out of here. Let's keep going. All right. Great. You guys are traveling. Is there anything that you guys would like to do? I think. I think oh, you, you go first. I think we should hit up that brewery first. You hungry? No. I just. Most people tend to know things. Good place oh, to get right. information. Right. Okay. Okay. Does it make you feel any better, Random? I'm hungry. Yeah, me too. That, that's why I asked him. So, so we'll, we'll, we'll grab something. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. I would like, while we're going, like maybe keep an eye out for people vomiting shadows. Mm-hmm. You know, just that maybe we don't have to walk all the way there. Mm-hmm. It's kind of Whoa. What's going on? What's this? You know. So right now you guys are in the um if I remember correctly how I said it. Um the Aventi Plaza, which is kind of the mid to mid to, to upper echelon, but it's not like way crazy. It's nice neighborhoods and stuff like that, from what you can tell. Even though it's still very much packed in this plaza. You can tell that this seems to be more of an area of like um, culture of the city as you're walking past you can see that here there's a lot of stone masonry work um, throughout the city it's very clear that masonry is a big part of their culture as every single wall is built by stone and by mortar but here they've turned that into an art form as you see gargoyles and different shapes different figures dotting even the streets and on the tops of buildings Walking on most that you would see look to be kind of that simple classic gargoyle look, but instead of like 
like the two horns, most of them have like two horns and then one larger one in the center. Instead of having two arms and wings, they have four arms and wings. So there's a little bit of a, a different feel to them. They all kind of have this almost kind of ominous look, though most of the people walking past don't even have paid a mind or attention. Like, for an outsider, it might be kind of weird from your guys' perspective, but you look around and the common folk here don't even seem to bat an eye at it. Um, yeah. I think he's fly up to one and check it out. Yeah. Um, you go and you tap on it. It feels like stone. You smell it. it smells like stone. You'll, you'll lick it. Thank you will lick it. Pinky licks it. Even tastes like stone. Um, some sort of um, quarried um, stone that you would build castles out of. You know, classic gray stone. Yeah. Your, your rock He's stone. Assuming. She's yeah. never seen it. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, let's chip some. <laughs> <laughs> um, you I said... can tell this is very good <laughs> Go ahead, Mikay. Sorry about that. No, you're good. Uh, so, two things. One, people. Are they all sorts of different races? Like, is it just like... Like... Are they all kind of gruffer? I'm like, what's the weather like? Like, what are... Like... I guess I'm yeah. just trying Let to visualize this a little bit more. Let me give you a better visualization of the city. So, I've kind of described how the castles are stacked on top of each other. And as you look around, the city looks like it's built almost in a cradle of mountains. Um, especially as you're going on this high wall, the the easiest way to travel between different sections of the city. Um, the city almost looks to be broken up into districts of walled areas. Like if they need to sanction off areas, whether from attack from the outside or from within, it would be quite easy to do so. So we're, um, like, we're like above on a wall, right? Looking, so like if we look down to either side, there's kind of like more, like that's kind of like in the city. Yeah. So like, think of it kind of like in our world, like we have freeways that are kind of built up above that you would drive upon. In the city of castles, there's different walls and structures like this that have crossed over each other. And there's even sometimes there's a wall coming this way and then they built a wall like through it and then tunneled out again to continue on almost being kind of all amalgamation of different things. Going back to the geographic feel, you're nestled in what is known as the Gray Mountains. Um, all the tallest mountains of this side of Yavna. Not, not the tallest of Yavna, but definitely they stand out. Um, you can see not too far away from the, the city uh, is the tops of these mountains are still covered in snow um, about halfway down. You're seeing more closer towards the valley and you can see that line of where the mountain turns from white to gray and then to green, all kind of one um, season, one day. There's many different colors on that, that mountain. Think of kind of like Switzerland where they have snow on the top yet the valleys are green and lush. It's very akin to what you would see far out from the city 
as you're kind of more on one side of it. Um, right now, you would be on the, the west side, traveling east towards the, uh, the bread wall. On the other side, though, to the north is the mountains, but to the south is the Torstilian River, um, which you can see is a wide river, um, which houses many barges on it. It looks like there is a lot of trade being done um, along this river. It must be kind of the lifeline to supply such a large um, dwelling of people at um, such an altitude and such a place. Um, compared to where we were, like, are we appropriately dressed for this uh, city, or like... It would be cold for where you guys are at. Um, you're not necessarily crazy uncomfortable, but you would notice, especially as you kind of go around, there's there's fire pits, play, places people have warmed. Right now, you're kind of in midday. Those fire pits aren't necessarily being really tended to. Um, but the and like the sun right now feels warm, but if you were to step in the shadow, it's kind of like it, it feels like it drops almost 15 degrees and it, it gets really chilly. So you're definitely in the mountains and a lot colder of a region. I'm gonna go buy a coat. That's the first thing I'm gonna do. Honestly, how much would a coat cost? A coat? Um, are you looking for just a simple coat or what's the simple coat? I would say for one. Simple coat would probably run you around five gold pieces. Five gold pieces? All right. Like, how, how cold is it? Right, right now, you're probably sitting about. If you're in the sun, 50 to 55 degrees. But if you go into the colder, like into the shadow, like I said, it's probably down to like almost 35 degrees to where it's like, ooh, it's kind of Like you could, like think of Utah weather early spring. Like you could probably wear a t-shirt and be fine if you're in the sun. But yeah, like in the afternoon, like you go outside and you're like, it's a balmy day, it's nice. But it's still like 55 degrees. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, because I'm just thinking, Moss, he's an old man with a frail old body. Doesn't have the insulation he used to have. He might join in grabbing a... Like a... Not like a coat, but like a, a warm, fluffy thing. Ooh, what kind of warm, fluffy thing would you like? Just like a goat pelt? Yeah, Ooh. he's he's going to take... um. <laughs> Poor Philip. <laughs> he, he's gonna take Philip off to the side, pull out his dagger, and just sort of uh, skin him and make a little what? goat pelt. Crons. Oh no! I'm assuming you don't do that. Would you? Uh, would you like something akin to like a skin though that you could power up yeah, yourself? Just like a just cheap like a skin. Scarf. Yeah, yeah, a scarf. Yeah. Um, not too for just a scarf. Um, while it doesn't provide as much protection, you already have kind of a cloak that keeps the wind out and, and stuff like that. I'd, I'd say that's probably only just like one gold piece for a, a, a good quality scarf. If you want okay. not good quality scarf, you can get cheaper though. 
Okay, we'll go good quote. Actually, have we gotten any money from the Vigils yet? Nope. Then Philip has no money, so never mind. Or um, Moss has Philip. no money. You don't have any money? Nope. Even Pinky has money. I'm going to say, yeah, Elias has money. <laughs> Guys, Moss is poor. Baron so Moss I don't know if... No money. If, you, uh, if you remember correctly, the handler last session kind of told Moss I'm bearing this because he'd asked, like, hey, what about money? Um, you don't get necessarily paid for your jobs until it's complete, until you kind of come back and fill out your report. And then once that's done, it's it's kind of a bi week, by job payment kind of idea. And so, depending on how difficult it is and what you're able to get accomplished, will kind of change your pay. So, that's one nice thing is like if you're able to go out there and actually do a lot of stuff, you might get more, but you might not. And so, but the thing is with vigils is if you're, especially if you're close to an outpost, like you guys are, that can cover your, um, your board and your food. Um, and same with if you're at the, the lighthouse, they'll cover uh, food and board as well. So it's not necessarily like the, the greatest of, um, and nicest ways to stay uh, in any means, but it's definitely livable. Sounds good. Does uh, your character? Do you want? Do you want the scarf? Yeah. All right. So Elias sees Moss yeah, longingly staring at this scarf. Yeah. I, I... So, I don't need it for sure, but you know these these old bones. I don't want them freezing up in the middle of our adventure. Oh yeah, no, no, no. It's I understand that. I I have enough. I can I can spare some gold. Hey, I, I owe you one. I owe you one. All right, you have a scarf now. Do do do. Better do better. Pinky. Nice. Yes. Or yes. Um. <laughs> During uh, during last month, I heard that you were looking into missing children. What? Does this ring a bell? That the I forgot the guy's name already, but he he mentioned missing children as well. Well, I don't really know. Are they? I mean, the missing children part kind of does, but like there was no mention of like sickness when I was looking. Well, I don't know if the missing people are also sick. These could a good point. be like not even related, for all we know, right? Why were you looking into missing people? Just say I have some family missing. All right. As you guys continue, <laughs> as you continue walking, you do notice that there are all different kinds of races in the city, but you do see a majority of them being human and dwarf um, descent, um, with 
most of the other ones kind of taper off, tapering off, not necessarily seeing as much. Um, your group doesn't necessarily stand out too terribly wild um, from the the commonality of everyone else, besides besides the, the bright pink, pink the bright flying You do get some <laughs> some looks by far, like nothing like everyone's like, oh, it's a demon we gotta burn her but it's by far like you, pinky you, you you get some gauges by walking through town people are like what the heck whenever she sees it she's going to smile and wave smile and wave boys <laughs> you, you know put her in a hello every once in a while <laughs> all right is there anything else that you guys would like to do as you're traveling Eventually, you will make it to the uh, the bread wall. Um, you see what this looks to be as the city is kind of built into the mountains. It looks like this was a portion that was kind of dug from underneath kind of the upper echelons. It's like a straight vertical wall, like 300 feet up. And it looks like they've built in houses and streets kind of going up it. That's cool. Um with kind of the, the switchback roads kind of heading up um, towards the top. Though it never necessarily reaches that. Uh, it looks like there's still kind of expansion going that direction. And you see, it looks like there's actually a lot of um, people um, going about, a lot of workers in kind of the masonry and construction going about trying to fix things uh, as you kind of reach this area. Um, as of right now, you haven't necessarily noticed anything in particular standing out to you of like, sickness. Though I would at this point call for someone to do a perception check slash investigation check as you guys continue your way to the bar. Are multiple people allowed to do it or just one? Um, you guys can all do it. I, we'll see how it goes. Natural 20. Perception, right? Uh, yeah. Which is really good because perception is not good. Got I got eight. 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 Also an eight. Sixteen. Okay. Uh, fourteen. Okay. So, by far, Pinky, you're the one that's being able to perceive mostly what's going on. Um, as you guys are heading towards the the black dragon bakery and bar, or brewery, which is kind of located halfway up the bread wall, um, you notice something kind of interesting. Uh, you notice that a lot of, there is, seems to be a lot of children out um, at this point, kind of mingling about playing, um, going about their, their business as little kids. But as one that like tends to recognize more the joyful and youthful figures it seems like there's seem there's a lot of kids out lately okay. like an overabundance of kids yeah they just seem like there seems to be a lot of kids playing in the streets and playing around um running through the traffic looks like they're playing tag um specifically bread tag which is they go into the dumpsters they find the old bread and they like have to throw it at each other and if they get touched by the bread 
and they get the bread touch. The bread. <laughs> they they get the, which means that they have to stop for five seconds, and then mm-hmm. then they can continue running unless they get touched after the bread touch. Unless they catch the bread in their mouth. If they catch the bread in their mouth, then they they score twenty points. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you all are writing down the rules for yeah. bread tag because it will be very important in this campaign. I already forgot them. Anyways. Did they they just look like happy kids? Just happy kids. Okay. Um, they don't there's not like an underlying like you'd have to do an insight check if you're okay. and he's gonna try and do it on this thing. Since you're the one that kind of noticed it, we'll we'll leave it up to you to see if you notice anything kind that of is... weird. Oh, okay. Thirteen. Thirteen? Um, insights. Let me double check that. Yep, no, it's 13. It's 13. Right now, it doesn't necessarily look like there's anything malicious with what they're doing. You, you just as from what you can see, there's not an underlying fear in them. No, they don't miss most of them. Actually, look fairly like pretty happy. Okay, now cool. It's like, I don't know, when parents or siblings are sick, kids can still have fun. They just there's definitely reservedness to them. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. Just not looking for that because Pinky likes. I guess you'd notice with an insight there seems to be like some kids that are more like that mellow, but there seems to be a couple of them that really seem to be kind of bringing the energy per se okay. to the group, and they seem to be kind of uplifting the rest of them, kind of getting them excited for bread tag. Cool. The alphas. The alphas <laughs> and Omega. <laughs> Just the alphas. Okay. As you guys make your way up the the winding paths through this district, you notice like the smell of the air is rich with yeast and butter and milk and just fresh baked bread. It's very divine. I'm sent. Um, you every so often though you get kind of a hint of almost kind of like a rancid smell. Um which kind of catches your nose off guard, but then it's quickly fought back by the rest of those delicious, um, warm smells um, that bring a lot of comfort uh, to you all. Hmm. I like it here. Do we see that brewery? As you finally get up to about midway up the wall, these the as it continues up, the streets get narrower, narrow, narrower. That's the word. More narrow, um, and the buildings get more and more pressed and pushed as it, they actually excavate into the wall. Um, you find this um, BDBB, as they say, we made it. As you, long last. as you enter in, you can see that the, the front door is kind of stylized in the picture of, like, a dragon who is, like, breathing out something into a mug. Like, it looks like he's, like, standing there, holding the mug, just, like, like breathing his breath weapon into the mug. That's awesome. That's good branding. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Where are you going to get ready? I'm just gonna get some bread. That's it. That's what the guy recommended. I wonder if they have soup. Maybe bread soup. Bread bowl. 
Ooh, a bread bowl. That sounds good. Listen, we're not here to eat. If we're not here to eat, then we're not here to get any drinks either. I have no money for drinks. Well, that's okay, because I have, I have, I have money for food. <laughs> Will you cover me? <laughs> Let's go find something for money. Uh, as um, you're standing up, Baron, as you're kind of you know, a little frustrated with the, the camaraderie of the people in front of you, Pablo will step up beside you and just kind of pat you on the shoulder and fun apart. I understand. I've never been much of a bread man either. <laughs> Look, I'm just trying to get back to, to our apartment or whatever it is so I can rest. I think you would like to play tag with the kids. We will come back to you okay. after a little bit. We're going to do the DBDD first. Yeah, I, just, I just wanted to say that, that she's outside with the kitchen and go in. So that you can leave me out of the sight. Um, she's not much into bread either. Yeah, it happens. You know, or playing with kids. everybody has two wolves inside of them. <laughs> you know, one likes to be a child wolf. Not how um, I remember it, but okay. <laughs> Maybe there was three wolves. I can't remember. Anyways, as you guys enter in the DBDD, or no, the other way around, the BDBB, um, you see kind of a smog, um, low-lit um, building um, with various tables and chairs kind of strewn about. Um, it doesn't necessarily look like the cleanest place, but definitely the fresh baked bread and you see what looks to be right behind the bar is a large um bread oven um and you can look in there you can see what looks to be um rows upon rows of sheets of rolls that are rising and it looks like they've um molded and kneaded the bread to look like a dragon skull question are these collages collages cool. yeah collages isn't that Oh, you th- I'm thinking galoshes. I was thinking galoshes, like the boots. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> well, that's not a galosh. What is a kulosh? I'm sorry. I'm no, like, you've never had their stick. So the uh, roll? Yeah, go ahead, David. Yeah, the roll that gets stuffed with things, right? Ooh. So it's like, for example, the one I had this morning was a roll stuffed with uh, eggs and bacon and potatoes. Ooh. Sure, why not? That sounds awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I I don't see why the the Black Dragon Bakery and Brewery would not do uh, collages. Yeah, collages. I mean, collages. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they like put it in the dragon skull, like the brains. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I love the 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 madness. <laughs> see what looks to be a large. Um, bar in front of you with different like tables strewn about, and you see what looks to be uh, a younger gnome lady um, with kind of not necessarily super short hair, but kind of shorter to the shoulder, uh, just barely to the shoulder length hair. Um, Matting behind the bar, she is um, being people's orders, bringing them drinks, and you see what looks to be another younger gnome um, as well behind her um, kind of manning the oven, bringing out these different rolls and different breads um, to the people. 
Um, does it look like there's like really like only like, this one type of bread? Like they just specialize like bulk making these rolls. It seems like that's probably their most popular thing, but they could probably make something for you um, special order. Okay, well, I'm going to get what's most popular. That's probably what <clears throat> the man recommended. Yeah, so like as you come up to the bar, I'm assuming everyone besides Piggy is going to be coming up to everyone. Um, he, he said, or I guess you'd probably come up to the woman first. She says, well, howdy doody, how y'all doing? Um, this here is the Black Dragon Bakery and Brewery. We're glad to have you here. Um, if you want some bread, just let me know what you want and I can bring it to you. Uh, if you want something a little stronger, you can also let me know. Yeah, I can bring it to you. My name's Mo. I'll be serving you all today. If you need anything, just let me know. I am here for you. When you say something stronger, are you referring to the bread or the drink? Yes, both, actually. Oh, I like that. Wait. <clears throat> As she says both, Moss is going to be like, you mean this bread can make me go, go a little happy? Um... I mean, we can find out. <laughs> Adelaide. I don't know. I don't know. Because, like, honestly, in my personal opinion, it really comes from where you're coming from originally. If you're not in a happy position, it's probably not going to heighten that. Anyways, that's... that's, that's Ma besides. Moss is zoning out the explanation, and he's going to be like, Elia, I need more money. Um... What, what, do you, what do you want? <clears throat> Need some of this happy bread. <laughs> is the happy bread just the normal bread? Yeah. Is that <laughs> there? There is some bread that they just take, um, and it's like twice baked. That's like so it's a little bit crispier. <clears throat> um, and there is some of them that are like actually like soaked in alcohol, which is kind of like or like instead of using water in the recipe use alcohol though that would bake it out it would bake it out so it's like bread would be alcoholic anyways yeah the yeast and stuff like that so it's like dragon magic yeah but what about magic <laughs> very much easily able to fight figure out a way that we can make bread in a magic high magic setting intoxicating well i would like a regular bread just a regular bread yes i'll point to a specific one in the oven. I was like, that one right there looks delicious. You notice that one, the eyes are a little bit more, like, larger. It seems like that's where, like, the air bubble has kind of grown, so it looks like it has a big brain. Well, yeah, it's like when you get a pizza, and like, there's, like, a big bubble, you're like, I want that piece. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know that the cheese in that part's going to be really yeah. Nice. yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, if we could get that bread, and then happy bread <laughs> I want a happy bread come right up and then do you guys make uh kouloshes? uh yeah we do um I'll have to probably make one um I'll ask uh Sal to start whipping one up do you want one or do you want a dozen how do you want us to compare that for you hun? um would anybody else like a collage what kind do you want there's, I, I know blueberry um, are really popular ones, and also egg, bacon, and cheese are really popular as well. Blueberry. I get two blueberry collages and then two okay. 
egg, cheese, and bacon. Ooh, Ooh feeling a little bit risky, huh? Awesome. Well, sure thing, I can do that. Um, and you for back there in the back, do you want anything? As she points to you, Baron. Uh, I imagine Baron was still kind of at the door, to be honest. Uh, yeah, but he, she saw that you came in with everyone else. Oh, okay. So she points to you and like trying to like get more customer. Give her a like kind of like a side eye, and then I think as that's going on, I will just like kind of clear my throat and just say like really loudly to kind of get the attention of like the bar. Has anyone heard about missing people or people getting sick? Everyone. <laughs> Kill so, I'll take that as a no. <laughs> so you asking him if you want anything. With with that, um <laughs> Sally's or not Sally. Her name's Mountain. The other guy's name is Sal. Um Mo kinda hushes up and you kinda seem like what has been like the few chattering people throughout the bar. Um they've kind of flushed down with like kind of talk like that. Um you do see, though, one person in kind of a corner, bearing kind of, um, looks to be a middle-aged woman. She raises her hand. I, I know something about it. Great. Let's sit and talk. And I'll make my way over to her. As you guys figure out the, the bread situation, and the half-bread situation, it's going to cost you, in total... Um, so you have four galoshes that she's gonna have to special order. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's gonna be one gold piece per. Um, no, not per. Just one gold piece. It's just bread. Right. It's just bread. Um, happy bread itself is going to probably be five silver pieces, um, plus um, the normal bread. The normal bread um, would only be like a silver piece because that's just the, the average thing that they're making. Two silver bread or two silvers. Yeah, so, no, so six silver and one gold. Okay. Cool. Gee, they start working on that for you. Question real quick, what's your silver to gold ratio? So, ten silver makes one gold, so she can, she can get you change. So, I'm just going to give her two gold and tell her to keep the change. Says, thank you. Yeah. No problem. With... As you guys kind of settle down at the bar to start munching on some bread, um, we're going to go over to Baron real quick, and then I have to run right here. Of course, open. Anyone else notice she said do I did. Oh, she said how do you do <laughs> you, you hear Pablo behind go, you rascal. Um, <laughs> Since you're giving your change, I have another piece of bread. Yeah, okay, thank you. That was cute. Baron, as you walk over... Get a to-go bar. Okay. Because Baron always speaks it with Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Baron. Your character needs to know. <laughs> she would have said to our group only. <laughs> I'm sorry. Aaron, 
he's just out here trying to do his job. <laughs> Everyone's making fun of him. Um, so, there. Did you walk over and you see what looks to be a middle-aged woman that is what looks to be four drinks in. She looks in. Though, from what you can tell in her um, manners, and she doesn't seem to be someone that drinks a lot because this has gone her crazy intoxicated. I don't know what four drinks is, but four drinks can be a lot. It can be, but from what you can tell, it doesn't look like it's strong stuff. It looks like mostly just like simple mead. Um, there, it's not like you can tell as just walking up. She doesn't seem to be like a heavyweight drinker. This is kind of gone and very intoxicated, just like what she has. Alright, what do you know? Um, my... About two days ago, my two little boys went missing. And uh, ever since then, my husband, <clears throat> Sam, he's a... Uh, Hasn't been able to go work in the quarry at all. Been uh, stuck home, sick. Pretty sure he's gonna die here soon. There's nothing I can do. Nothing that the clerics have been able to do. Say it. Restoration magic, the simple stuff that should work on diseases isn't working on this. So I came here to try to forget a little bit about that, but it seems I haven't yet, so I, I guess I can answer your questions. Did Sorry, did she say that her little boys? Yes. Okay. Uh, your husband getting sick. Um, you said he works in the quarry? Yeah, he does. Oh, he used to. Are there others getting sick from the quarry? Pretty well, from what I can remember, as of right now, maybe 10, 15 people sick, all similar things. Five. Take five. And they all, and they all work in the quarry. Has anyone else outside of the quarry gotten sick? I uh, I don't know. I I just been. Uh, I think maybe I've heard of one family from here at the bread wall who got sick too, but I I don't know. That she kind of like seems to wince from pain as she probably has a pounding headache. What about your kids? Can I get some water? Molly, or Mo, Mo between serving things uh, to your friends, they, she brings over a water and kind of hands it to you. Here, drink this. Uh, the lady will kind of take it and smell it. And, um, I don't want water right now. 
Listen, I'm, I just need the information. I don't care what you do afterwards, but drink it right now. I need you to clear your head a little bit. That she'll, she'll take a little bit of water, sip it down. Um, and take a second. What about Thank your you, kids? I, I I haven't seen I haven't seen that in two days. Okay. I they're out playing with the others like they usually do. Especially while I'm washing clothes and while their father's out down in the quarter yet, it's not really much we can do to watch them. So busy, and I just had a bad feeling that morning, and they, they haven't returned. I'm being worried. Where were you when this happened? I, I was here in the, the bread district. I I washed clothes for some of the uh, the miners, but I have to come up here. Um, there's a a stream that runs out of the, the rock here. And it uh, it works really well for watching flows. I'm, I live in the uh, in the Smiter's quarry with my husband. What was the name of that family that you said possibly got sick? I don't know. I, I've just, I've, I've been in here for so long that I just heard that there's someone. All right. Well, thanks. I'll get up and start walking away. As like you can't get up, you see that most of the people in the bar seem to be kind of eyeing you down. Just kind of wondering who this person is that I came in and broke, have broken up the, the peace of the place. I'll just kind of walk out beside the doors and just head outside. Okay. As you head out, we're going to go to Pinky. Pinky, you, uh, with your ability to jump into things very easily with children, um, you find have the ringleader. It looks to be this younger girl now with a, um, almost kind of like a platinum-esque blonde hair um, that seems to be darker at the, the roots. It almost looks like it might have been dyed uh, to look the way it is. Um, she seems to be kind of getting people situated into to teams for tag um, as they're kind of counting off as they finished up a game of red tag. Sorry, let me write those down. Oh, you're good. I'm going to approach the ringleader and I'm going to walk up. I'm not going to fly up. I'm going to walk up. Be on their level. <laughs> you fly up. Fly. <laughs> 
Can I play? Uh, yeah. It looks like we we can use one more. Yay. What's your name? My name's Picky. She's gonna stick out her hand. What's your name? Oh, my name's Cunt. And she sticks out her name, shakes it. Nice to meet you. Who's it? Um, How do we play? Well, you've never played Red Tag before? No, I, it looks really fun. So the way it works is one team is the Bakers, and the other team is the Burglars. And the way it works is the Bakers have to run somewhere, find a piece of bread, um, run back, and they're looking for the burglars. And now the way you get burglars, you have to throw and hit them with a piece of bread, and then after you've hit them with a piece of bread, you have to touch them um, before they, they've they become unfrozen. Whose team am I on? Um, it looks like we need... I'm going to roll for this, just because... I don't know which team. <laughs> um... Evens were going to be Bakers, so you are on the Bakers team. Okay. Alright. Um, as she points, she's on the opposite team. Okay. She points to you have what looks to be a really scraggly young boy, um, have a little bit heavier set boy as well, okay. and uh, what looks to be like uh, a girl that is um, had got a pretty big gap tooth um, between our teeth. Um, with bread tag, I'm going to need you to do a couple series of checks for me as the okay. game begins. As everyone stands in the ring, they all kind of lock hands and they go, <clears throat> bakers and burglars, ready, set, go! And then um, the kids all dash in different directions, running all sorts of directions. Your job as a baker First is to find some bread. Okay. You should do an investigation check for me. Sixteen. Sixteen. That is really good. Yeah. Okay. Um, with a sixteen, you are heading down the street, and you can tell that this place is fairly known for their bread. And a lot of the times, it's not too uncommon to find like scrap pieces of bread outside. At most places that serve food, they have waste. And you were able to find a barrel um, by a bakery not too far away from where your friends went in mm -hmm. that um, houses a nice... Um, what, what kind of bread do you want to find? Um, something not too big and something not too hard. Okay. But like a good size that like can actually get some speed. Like a sourdough. That's yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like a sourdough that looks like the, the rocks off of uh, Legend of Zelda. Yeah, it's like, I'm running with it. Yeah. It's like hard to... <laughs> no, thank you. No. <laughs> that's what I was thinking then. It's like a basketball. No, do you want something like good size? Like... I don't know, maybe a little bit bigger than like a softball, but definitely softer than a softball. Like a nice bun. Yeah, good, yeah, a good like sweet bun. Yeah. Like a sweet bun. Something that can, that can pick up some speed, but still not hurt people. Something that you can put some spin on. Yeah. It's not going to necessarily maim a child. Right. That makes sense. <laughs> um, you, you find one of these these buns, and because of your, your small stature, um, 
you you find three of them. Do you want to carry all three, or do you want to just take one? Um, can I carry two? Carry two. Um, the the as you get more than just one, you will be technically kind of like in the like encumbrance like mode. Not like you're not going to have your reduced speed by half, but like maybe like reduced by um, five for everyone over just one that you have. So you okay. you go from being I think at thirty right now to twenty five because you're you're holding two very large pieces of bread for you. Right. And, and you don't want to rust and drop. Yeah. Right. Okay. Then what I think Peggy's going to do is she's going to take all three okay. and kind of find a very accessible kind of hiding spot for them. Oh, yeah. And she's going to tuck them away and just carry one with her. Okay. So she's going to hide her bread so that way she has a quick way of gaining more ammunition in yes. the bread war. Yes. Perfect. Hey, um, I would like you to make a, a hiding check, a stealth check for hiding your bread cool. from the other children. That is... Well, yeah. that is a 24. Yeah, so most kids don't get on roofs, so it's fairly easy for you to find a location that the other children won't get to. Perfect. Easy. You're pretty sure they're hidden well. You take one of your pop cross buns, it's kind of squishy in your hand, and you're like, oh, it's like basically dodgeball-sized. It's going to go. <laughs> now comes the sport. It's been... By this point, probably two to three minutes, kids have spread out. Um, you, you recognize the kids that you're looking for. You're looking for a kind of another lanky kid. You're looking for Clem, a lanky boy. Um, looks a little bit older than Clem. You're looking for what looks to be a little girl who's carrying um, some sort of blanket kind of tied around as like a cape. Uh-huh. Almost thing. And you're looking for... a. Uh, and a bra, so she can have ears. A bra? Yeah. She has a bra and cape. Just like Stitch. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. She's dressed herself up as a knight. Yeah. That already armored. <laughs> um, and then you're looking for um, what looks to be uh, like a kind of a scrappy young kid that looks like he has like a big old scar down one of his arms, though he has no shirt on. Mm. Okay. Um, I would like you to do an investigation check. As these kids are kind of running and trying not to be spotted. <laughs> investigation? Oh, okay, not as bad. It's still a four. A four? Okay. So it takes a, a long time um, for you to find. The first one that you find seems to be the girl wearing the bra and cape. Cool. Um... It's polka dots. It's red, red background and white polka dots. Ooh, fancy. Yeah. Now, where'd you get that? <laughs> As you are able to spot her, she seems to have seen, like, been running. She found a pretty good hiding spot. Like you, with your investigation, being fairly high, I don't think you'll be able to get... You had to go kind of pretty out in the open to find people. Um, so I won't allow you to do this one with sneak attack. Yeah. But um, if you'd like to check some bread at her, you can. Let's check some bread at her. <laughs> can I use dexterity? Yes, you can. Perfect. Um, just like... Okay. Dexterity. 
And I can, can I add my proficiency bonus or just as Yeah, sure. I mean, I feel like Pinky would be proficient in throwing bread. I'm checking where you Yeah. <laughs> well, that is a 21 in that case. Oh my gosh. Well, if it were to come up, this little girl's special ability with her cape and bra was to give herself the ability to reduce the amount to hit her, um, giving her basically kind of a higher AC than the other children. But she only got a minus one to it, so you're still at a 20. And if you can't hit a child with a, a dirty 20, uh, that's pretty impressive for the child. Yeah, you <laughs> boss child. <laughs> How dare you enter my domain? <laughs> You're able to plant one squarely on her chest. Um, she has been tagged. Um, and you run up easily enough, tag her. She is out of the game for right now. Um, one thing that's important to note, um, once the bread's touched the ground, it's technically you're supposed to go and find another piece. Like if it's used to been, if it's been tagged, then you need to to get another piece. It's called stale bread. Stale. Yes. It's, okay. it's, it's not good. It's uh, the the floor bread for, for dogs. Yeah. Yep. So Pinky, before she, so she's gonna tag the little girl, and she's gonna. She doesn't have any any tag. She's gonna ask. Do you know anyone who's been sick, or maybe someone who went missing? The um little girl. I would like you to do a persuasion check, actually, for that. Oh, right there. It's a 19. 19? Oh, my God. Over here, like, everyone else is in the bar eating bread. Baron's actually, like, asking, like, fairly good questions, trying to get information. Uh, and then, um, I think he's out here, like, like, special forces turning at bread or decimating children. <laughs> Um, as you say that question, you can see her eyes go wide um, and says, I'm not supposed to say. And then she is going to like start scurrying kind of away. And I'm not going to find it. I'm just going to go look for the next kid, get my bread, go look for the next one. Um, you see what she. As, like, she kind of gets scared, she scares away. You can see what looks to be kind of maybe, like, not too far down. What looks to be kind of like a storm drain um, built into this part of the the fortress the, okay. of the city. This massive stone structure. And in rain, it would not, like, the water has to go somewhere. And this kid seems to go and jump in it and hide. Okay. You do notice that. Okay. With a 19, you do get that. Um as you go and retrieve more bread, the first thing that you notice as you grab your loaves of bread is that both of them have started to grow this icer black mold oh, on them. 
had seen. It's only been, what, two, three minutes since you've touched them. But you notice, it's not tons, but you can see on the bottom, like little parts of it starting to spread. Yeah. And your heart almost kind of sinks. What do you do? Um, well, Pinky's alarmed. She's going to not touch the bread. Um, she's gonna... Pinky's very suspicious now. Um, she's gonna go find the ringleader. She's gonna find Glenn. Try and spot Glenn. I would like you to... Do an investigation check. I rolled a one. Glenn, um, <laughs> make it two. Glenn <laughs> is nowhere to be found. But what's going on? You you do maybe catch a couple of the other bakers um, as you're running around. You ask them like, "Hey, have you seen time at all?" Gone. And I've worn. Like, as you say that, they all seem to have, like, scoffed. What are you talking about? Things like that. They, they think you're just kind of pulling a trick on them. Uh, That's literally the point of the game. <laughs> to touch the bread. Don't touch the bread. Like, we're the bakers, really. <laughs> That's our job. No. Um, uh, at that point, would you return to your friends? Yeah. It's about that point. Um not too far um, after that as you kind of fly up to it you see Baron um, the, the, um, it looks like Baron himself um, McKay is kind of away from the computer so we'll uh, allow that to transpire a little later but as you kind of come up to Baron everyone else in the bar as you guys have gotten your bread you start eating it and it's delicious but, no, no, but, as it's just good bread, let it be good bread. <laughs> time goes on. The ones that you get a couple of them down, the ones that you're planning on saving, the one that you've gotten extra, you notice the same thing. A little bit of what looks to be almost black mold starting to grow. Mm. Do I feel sick? Like, am, I, am I feeling that in the tongue? Um, Moss, I want you to do a constant constitution saving throw for me. Oh joy, that's saving throws I'm not the best at. His immune system is not good. I think I have advantage on constitution saving throws. That one surprised me. I do, okay. We all need to roll it, it just just uh, fifteen. Fifteen. You are not feeling terrible, but you are starting to feel kind of losing. But you think it's because of the happy bread. I know, that's the problem. Moss is like, oh. So, for the rest of you, you notice the bread starting to turn that way before you actually end up eating it. Oh, so we don't eat it. So we don't, we don't eat it? Yeah, you don't okay. eat the mold. I'm assuming, unless you want to. Well, 
Would you, would you, we have noticed like on the collages and stuff like that. We have actually noticed. Well, maybe would it's you? maybe it's like a feature with like the dragon skull. Yeah, it's like oh, it's, it's like Draco Lich bread. Does like, okay. So does it look like gold, or does it look more of like a black spot on it? It looks like mold. You can see like the texturization. Of it. As it like, you can almost see it like starting to like almost creep over it. I would like to take my piece back up to the bar, and I just want to ask Mo. Is that her name? Yeah. Mo. I would say, hey, there seems to be an issue with our bread. Um, and I'll kind of show her, and I'll say, is this supposed to be happening? Or I'm, I'm so this is my first time here. She looks down at it, and her mouth. Falls agape. She goes, oh no. Everybody! Everybody, stop eating the bread! And then she starts yelling out. Um, you see people who are like in mid like eating as they have stuff, and they all like kind of look down and notice that they like the bread they've been eating is starting to turn this moldy um way. <clears throat> they all have throat we got like you hear like shouts of like fear in their their voices as they they kind of chuck it on the ground, um, and the you hear Mo say, oh, "It's happening again," um, and that's where we're going to break. <laughs> yeah, like we break bread. Uh, <laughs> we're all gonna die. So dang it. This is really cool. Yeah, it's pretty really awesome. My little sister made it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So you just put it right in there and it... Put it right in the eyes. Wow. Girl, she made it? Well, yeah, she made it. Everyone, really thank you for amazing. being here for as long as you have been. I'm very grateful for how this has been all fun. We will be back here in like five minutes, around eight-ish. We'll come back on. Fine. Okay. Are we back? We are back. Well, I think, uh, let me take just a two seconds to uh, start the music again. if we had sponsors, we'd also thank our sponsors right now, but... We don't have any sponsors. Which is okay. We're just sponsors. Streams. We We're give them fun. carbon dioxide. We They give us oxygen. Yeah. We are grateful. <laughs> thank you, Trees. <laughs> our sponsor is you, the viewer. Thank there you. There we go. Yeah. Not, like, monetarily, but... Just in support. Yeah. Mm. Metaphys... No. <laughs> Spiritually. Yes. Sponsored us. So, <clears throat> last time we, once right before we jumped off to Bray, those who were in the tavern had just recognized the same thing that happened to the bread um, that Inky had, was using in the bread baker burglar game, also known as the BBBG. Anyways, 
you guys have seen this black mold growing upon the food in which you had just only moments before had been eating. And you'd heard Mo, the one of the um, waitresses, the proprietress? proprietress of this fine establishment, also known as the BDBB. Um, I'm so sorry. I need to stop. <laughs> she says, oh no, it's happening again. That's why we're jumping back in. Can I flash my little vigils symbol and be like, all right, what's going on? Flash her. I'm going to show and uh, oh, I'm gonna uh, show her my, my symbol, my badge. Alright, I'll say, okay, I need you to tell me what's going on. Um, as you show her the visual symbol, her eyes go kind of wide and say, like, and then she almost breathes outside of relief, seeing that you are people that she can actually, like, trust. Seeing that you are the authority here. Says, mm. oh, good. I, the bread, it's, it's going bad again. Um, you, you can tell that she's kind of getting almost fearful in some regard. Um, as she talks, she says, uh, your, your vigils, all of you? Yes. Thank the gods that you've made it here. We... We thought it may have just been one instance, but it looks like it's coming back. Two nights ago, around dinner time. It's dinner time. Something very similar like this happened. All of our bread just went rancid with this black mold. And not too long after, people started going sick. Then just a few hours later, bread that we started baking didn't go rancid and we just thought maybe it was some weird fluke magic thing maybe a wizard passed by and thought it was funny or something like that. you know you know you never know with magic but this looks like something that may be kind of continuing and she kind of rubs her temples as she like seems worried we honestly we lost a lot of business that night because of it some of the people that were here eating were some of the ones that got sick. Can you maybe direct us to some of those people so we could maybe talk to them? Mo will kind of... And I... I can do that. I... I know a couple families that, um, around but one in particular maybe more help a lot of them they live in the smiters quarry they they don't know much they they're just scrapping for silver pieces whatever way they can get it it's i don't think they're gonna be much help but there's one family a little bit where better well to do off here they they might know a little bit you keep heading up on the baker's wall, about 
one or two more of the switchbacks up. There's a house uh, just on the corner, kind of overlooking the, the rest of the Fred District put down below and even kind of can see some of the the Smiter's Quarry from here. If you go there, you're looking for a family by the last names of the, the Elwins. He's known as kind of the tax collector around here. Um, he's not a bad man. And he treats us fairly, fairly well. It'd be a shame to lose him and have someone else lose less to them put into that that position. So, um, if I was going to go check with anyone who's sick, they, they'd probably be the ones to, to go to. And if I could ask you, if, if the bread goes back to normal, can you please not spread rumors around? There's already rumor going on. It's not just this place. It's every establishment here in the, the Baker's District. People come from all around, even travel from Turku over here to just to see the the bread wall. It'd be devastating if it got out that our bread is going bad and making people sick. No, Gray. I I hope you understand if we could need to if it escalates to that, but for now we'll see. I I want to do our best to uphold this establishment's reputation. Um, but we also want to keep the general public safe. Could we also take a look in your kitchen? Yeah, sure. Um, the the kitchen is basically built right behind the bar. That's kind of like the fun-ass, atmosphere-esque piece of this. The, the Black Dragon Bakery and Brewery is a lot of their um, work that's done is pretty upfront for people to watch and see. You know, like kind of like the uh, Zupas or like um, what's like Krispy Krispy Kreme is the last donuts. Some donuts gone through the whole situation. Like you see that their their alcohol, they're like in the back on like the the presses, yeah. pressing the juices out of the the whatever they're brewing, mm-hmm. um, and it's getting to. You see them kind of like going through the whole process. Um, so yeah, she's say yeah, I'd, I'd be more than fine with y'all going and checking around our, our fine establishment. If you notice anything out of place, let us know. We we want this gone as soon as possible. We're more than enough to help. Um, if you need a little... Go ahead. If you need a little bit of information around, maybe talk to Saul, my husband. He, he might be able to point you a little bit better around there. You, he, she points to the other gnome, the um, one that was kind of tending the the oven. He looks to be kind of dismayed um, in front of you. Okay. Does someone want to come with Pinky? Because Pinky does not have good investigation. But she will do it anyways. Are you going to the kitchen? Yep, yeah, Pinky's going into the kitchen. Uh, Moss would join Pinky in the kitchen. Good. Thank you. And so we'll open you will go? I don't have good investigation. No worries. Um, I imagine that we all are there now, right? Like, we all kind of came in, rushed in, because customers were probably leaving, or who knows what. But where where do you get your flour? Or um, your ingredients? Our flour, most of it's grown 
um, and a lot of the valleys connected to the uh, the tributaries to the Orsilium River, um, mostly upstream, some downstream, but um, a lot of it we have to ship in from the the Castle Wharf down down by the docks. Down by the docks. Down by the docks. Um, that's where we get most of our shipments from. Most of it has to be grown outside of the city, of course, but um, we usually like to keep a fairly good stockade on hand because you never know when it's going to be a busy night. If you want, check that when you're in the kitchens as well. Go right ahead. I'm an 18 for invest well, investigation. Yes. Okay, that one is a dirty 20. 30 20. Dirty 20. No one dirty then. Moss, Moss got a 12,000. 12, Moss, you literally see into mm. your your skull cavity. You're like, wow. <laughs> Very perceptive. No. 12. Okay. Um, Opal, as you go back there, you're kind of leading the charge, and you're someone who's you have fairly good perceptive skills, investigation. Investigation and perception, no. Not perceptive, <laughs> but investigative skills, as you kind of slowly work your way through. Most everything back here doesn't look like out of place. Um, it seems to be a very clean kitchen. They, they run a fine establishment. Um, you can tell that a lot of their they seem to be fairly well off because it looks to be their um, oven is made to be um, it's heated by an ever-burning flame. Um, it's kind of a ma magical item that as placed in it, as the command word is spoken, it, it will continually burn forever without being a, a source of, of power. It can't get any bigger than like a small campfire, but at built into the oven that they have, it seems to be something more than enough to, to bake bread um, in the droves that they do. My phone died, so I can't look up what these mean. But what is the spell that can determine, like, is it a good magic item or is it a So you can do detect magic. That will allow you to sense the presence of... Uh, like magic around you within like 30 feet. Or noise identify. And identify tells you basically like the stipulations, what it's about, and stuff like that. I'll use identify. Okay. Uh, what are you identifying? I want to identify the flame since the never burning one. Let's see if it's maybe corrupted or anything like that. Of course. Even if the stove's magic or anything like that. Yeah, sure. Um, as you um, ask Saul to turn off the flame and you place your hand onto the um, kind of this um, intricate, almost looks like a, a wind-up box or like a music box, except there's no keyhole for something to wind it. You take 10 minutes as the, the rest of your party members kind of go around and investigate. Uh, and you're able to identify this as... Uh, a box of ever-burning flame. Um, it is uh, 
fairly this version with the size it is you can get smaller con versions that are just like the size of like a, a lighter that you can turn on and off um, this seems to be an uncommon size as it's fairly large and enough to heat up an oven and so it's it's not like it's a, a small piece of equipment it's fairly expensive um you as you sense through it you notice that there in fact is nothing inherently off-putting or seem, seemingly cursed about this particular item yeah. the the, the ever-burning plant doesn't seem to have any um ill magic um contained with that as you celestially and through your ritual um act um determine it is not producing whatever this effect is. Okay. Do you have other magic items that are perhaps used in the ingredients for baking? Um, I mean, we have um, pellets of um, evaporations that we, we like to keep in the the storage containers for our flour just so that way it doesn't get any water or any mold in it we we have those um but really other than that we those we have about six seven of them eight maybe yeah eight and those are what we use everything else it's just mostly just handcrafted like our forefathers used to do it before they uh you know they started making the money enough to pay for magician to make those things it, um is that is that a common thing that everybody has the the dryness pellets yeah you would have guessed that because this seems to be kind of like one of the higher end bread places they have a little bit more money to throw at kind of things like that just to help suck that is also like that amount of those like dryness pellets basically what it does is like it can take a material and like over the, the space of a certain amount of hours draw out water into it and collect it that can be removed later on um, um is i don't know i kind of missed some stuff bulky um you're good who's where so most everyone's kind of helping kind of search the kitchen right now um and you had been given the tip of Ren being able to talk with Mo, and she gave him a tip of a family that's just a little bit up higher on the bread wall who has someone sick at the house that might be able to get more information. Is there any common items that you may use between, like, I don't know if you know where people else are getting like the bad bread from, or is it everybody? It's everybody. Is there a common place where you guys get flour, where you guys get ingredients? Um, most of ours come from similar places up the Torsillian Valley, but I I don't think it's it's kind of just general. Like everyone kind of gets the same stuff from the same vendors, though you may sell from a buy from a different name. It's kind of come from the same places. Okay. Um, quick question. How, as you guys are searching the, um, the kitchen, I would like one of you to do kind of just a general 
at investigate. Actually, Opal, you had a pretty high investigation check with an 18. We'll, we'll roll with that. A dirty 20. As you guys continue forward with searching the whereabouts of this kitchen, asking kind of questions, you kind of get the idea that the the mold doesn't necessarily seem to be coming from any of the equipment. Um, you spend the next while like kind of going through that. You have the idea of maybe it's the the materials that they have shipped in that everyone kind of has this going on with. Um, or you could check up and follow up with the lead of the the people that are higher up that actually live in the, the bread wall district. And so that's kind of like your two... You kind of get discern that from searching around here, you're not going to get much more information than you already kind of gleaned, if that makes sense. That way you're not just spending the next hour gameplay knocking your head against this area. We'll say that you spend a good hour in game kind of going through searching ledgers, kind of understanding, yeah, they, they're getting their supplies probably come from the same place. Um, and then talking about around with like people, you get confirmations of it looks like the people who had maybe accidentally partaken of the bread prior um, before like they knew that the mold was a bad thing or it seemed to be the ones that got sick. Okay, that's kind of the, the rumor. And it seems like it's been kind of a close held secret of the bread district. And that's why maybe there's not nearly as much presence being known about this. Like they don't really want this to get out where people are getting afraid of coming here. I hate to say um, it, but uh, I hope you guys don't get sick. Before you know, eating the bread. Are you guys eating the bread? No, of course not. I had a little. <laughs> Take it, child. Just see, just like on a little mold, literally over there, just still eating it, huh? <laughs> Licking his fingers in the crumbs. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> so what do you guys better find out? Almost. Everything looks clean. At least for what I've seen. A part of it. Well, at least you know that. Do we go talk to the other guy that's sick? Maybe he can give us a little bit more information. Yeah. Maybe people that are sick are having some sort of like vivid dreams or something. Somebody leave. Let's go talk to him. <laughs> the lady said a name. Elwins? Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> let's go see them. Is that the same family that Aaron you heard about? Or is that a different one? You, you talked to the lady. I didn't get she didn't remember. Yeah, she didn't remember a name, but she had mentioned that there was someone here oh, okay. that was sick. Okay. I was able and to yeah. 
most people I, the lady that I talked to mentioned that most people that were getting sick were from the quarry. But now mm -hmm. it seems with new information that it's coming from the bread. Was the bread like, sent to the quarry? Yeah, even most said like the people, like the miners, they are all, they're getting all sick. I wonder if they dug up something. Maybe. The way I see he said it, that that's where they grow a lot of the wheat too. It's kind of down there. In the quarry? Kind of not in the quarry, but like. Castle Wharf. An area? Um, Castle Wharf is where a lot of the shipments come into the city. The quarry, as you've been asking, you find out that's actually where like, almost all of the stone that is used for building this city mm -hmm. has come from. As they've almost like, think of like big pit mines. Yeah. But this mine kind of continues in and down into the mountain to where they started building like shanty homes throughout it, to where it's almost kind of like a slums community. Yeah, I don't remember her saying that there were like fields down there. I wonder if they uncovered maybe some dark item or room or maybe accidentally unleash some type of devil or demon that's poisoning their food. Uh, let's go to the Owens first and we'll make our way down to the quarry. Unless we get another more important lead. I agree. As you guys head towards um, the um, area that you guys have been guided towards to find this um, fairly nice house uh, have built into the, the side of this this corner of the switchback road heading up the wall. The view from up here at this point is getting a little bit more darker at night. It's kind of dusk is falling. You've been kind of going for a couple of hours now. Um, and kind of getting to that twilight sense where the air almost seems kind of heavy. Each step as you kind of go up, it's kind of a thick feeling. You all notice kind of the smell in the air has turned from that beautiful smell of bread as you first arrived to that hint of erosion, that hint of rot that you'd caught underneath. The smell's putrid. Burns the nostrils and makes your eyes kind of water as you can even continue through. You can hear people in the uh, in houses crying and yelling out almost a mournful, mournful visage as you kind of continue forward. And as you kind of climb up this, the, the roadway, you can see people have, uh, at this point now that's dark, and most people have shut up shop. They've been dumping this moldy bread into the streets just to be trodden underfoot. You guys are kind of walking over it and kind of feel this soft swish underneath each 
would fall. Very kind of unnatural feeling. Because we said that it's like kind of moldy, right? Yes. Are there like spores? You don't necessarily see any spores. It almost like looks like a dry tar. Look, it's like crusty. Yeah, it's kind of crusty. Okay, so we don't need to like cover our mouths or anything. No. I'm assuming there are no. Biggie's still interested in the children as they've been walking. Less and less children until it's night and everyone's in indoor, indoors. Make an investigation check. Okay. Okay, investigation. That is a 16. You do still see a couple kids running out. They're more hidden in the alleyways. It's hard to see kind of what's going on. You'd assume that maybe you're still playing, but it's hard to tell. And just about as you're kind of about to like make a note of it to your fellow comrades, you reach the door of the Elwind residence. So in other words, PG doesn't go can't go talk to it. It's- you do. Um, it's just up to you if you want to go do that or if you want to be with your friends for going to yes. Oh, what would you like? Yeah, I mean, we'll talk to the Elvins. You know, I think Peggy's going to go talk to the kids. I was just curious as we're walking if something would have wiped a memory or whatever. Do a religion check. As you kind of, you're walking, you meditate for a little bit. I can draw upon. And Reserves of intellect. You have kind of a brief visage kind of flash through your eyes of all the gear. And where you're at is completely different than where you had previously been in your other visions. Um, where that would have been on that kind of that, that like sun stained, or like not sun stained, but the, the dusk esque battlefield. All of them. This one's more kind of in bright midday. It's almost like a flash. You see what looks to be the structures castles around you, but a very different make and style than what you're seeing around you now. More almost elven um, Mm. in design. And you see yourself uh, holding there, one hand on the shield, one hand pulling out your axe as you see a figure kind of come around the corner. And you see like the visage of a head with a tusked teeth and three horns on it. That's when it fades. Their full body almost to be made of pure blindness. And that leaves you with a shudder. <clears throat> um, just a quick question for McKay and Kyle. You hear us everywhere, we're pretty quiet. I can hear you. If you could speak up a little bit, that I wouldn't complain, but I can hear you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. I just noticed that was the end of 
buy it again. So. Um, I will also probably stay outside with Pinky. Pinky will... Um, does Pink, does Baron look like he's going to follow Pinky into an alley to talk to the kids? Mm, or is he just waiting right outside? I think I'll just wait outside and just kind of watch you. Cool. Because Pinky doesn't want you to approach the kids with her. Alright, <laughs> He doesn't want to scare them. Right? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's when you, you're like your little brother tries to follow you and like hang out with you when you're you're trying to be with like your friends and be cool. You know what? I <laughs> would have started taking a step forward. What are you gonna do, Pinky? Pinky's gonna look at you and be like, and she's gonna she's gonna shake her head, and be like, um, you should stay right there. Why? Because well, I don't want to scare the kids. I'm great with kids. You talk to them first. I mean, I think and you and me like, are pretty good friends. Oof. You should call it. Pinky is simultaneously offended and flattered. <laughs> Doesn't know how to feel. Flabbergasted. Why would you be offended? You're a kid. Um... We can talk about that later. Don't assume a woman's age. And, and, and she just, says, woman, you go, oh. And she's going to point to the ground in front of Baron and say, and she's going to over to the kids. Um, we, will, we will do um, Pinky first before we do the house stuff. Okay. As you go over to the kids, um, you see what looks to be the small kid without a shirt on. You see him in an alleyway where the bread's kind of full. He has a sack and he's putting it into the sack. Are you... like? He, it looks like he's hunched over and like putting the bread in a, into a bag. Um, are you sneaking up on him or are you kind of making your presence known? I'm making my presence known. Um, as you kind of come up, um, he's going to kind of give you a, a big toothy smile and say, Hi, uh, your name was Pinky, right? That's right. Pink. I'm, I'm collecting some of the bread. Why? Isn't it moldy? It is, but I think they need it. Cool. It's, it's hard to say. It's just, they asked me to climb in some of the others, and so I figured I'd, I'd help out. Oh. Um, do you just bring it to them? Or do they take it somewhere? What do they do with it? I, I don't know. I just, they said, hey, can you go and get us a bag of the bread? And I was like, oh, okay. And they said, uh, if you do, we'll make sure that you get to on the uh, the baker's team tomorrow. And I was like, oh, that sounds like fun. I, I don't usually get picked to be a baker because I'm not very good at throwing as he picks up one of the loaves of bread and kind of chucks it out the wall and misses the wall, which is only like five feet away from him. And goes on the ground right in front of him. Yeah, I'm, st I'm still working on it. Well, you keep working on that. 
many have you known Clem? Huh? Oh, I've known her for a long, long time. Ever since I was in since uh, when I was in when I was since I was young. Okay. Um, how long has she been wanting you to pick up bread? Um, we only just started doing this tonight. They just asked us if we could get some. Oh, I see. Um, are any of your family sick? I heard that the bread might make people sick. Do you get sick by touching it? I don't eat it. That's what I've been told. Just my mama said not to eat it. But oh. my daddy, he he died in a uh, in a, a big crash in the in the quarry uh, a couple of years back. I didn't really know him very well. Um, I was still pretty young back then. But uh, mama, she treats me pretty good. We 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 manage. It's good. Um. <clears throat> I have a friend over there. Do you want to meet him? He's really cool. His name's Baron. Uh, he looks over. Baron, I'd like you to do just a, a passive persuasion uh, to see how cool My passive persuasion would be... Oh, how do you do passive uh, persuasion? Like, whatever is... Eight. Oh god. Let's see how brave this little boy is. <laughs> Can I help him? <laughs> he he rolled fairly well. He got he So the way I was figuring it is if you rolled like the opposite, since his is eight, you need to get like a twelve uh-huh. to not be afraid. Twelve and above. Because then it's like like the more approachable you are, the smaller that gets. He got 15, so he's feeling pretty brave. He, okay. he grabs his bag of bread and starts walking towards Baron. Okay. Is this just a human boy? Um, he seems to be half human um, and half dwarven. Oh, interesting. Okay. So he seems a little bit more squatter than a lot of them. Hey, Baron, this is... I don't think I got your name. What's your name? Um... Um, my name is. My name is. Uh, my name. My name is Hal. Baron, this is Hal, and he is collecting the bread for a girl that I met earlier. We played the bread tag game called Clem. Hmm. Um. <clears throat> Why are you collecting the bread? I don't know. They just asked him to. He said that it doesn't make him sick if he just touches it. You just can't eat it. Mm. And is it just one person that's having you collect the bread? No, the, some of the other other kids they they say it's important. They say, "Hey, can you go? Can you go? Hey, can you go get the? Can you go get the bread?" And so then I did, and I got it. And he holds up his little bag. Well, that's great. Do you think uh, we can collect the bread with you? Um, maybe, but they said that um, they'll come and grab the bread when they're ready. So I I don't know if you'll be able to stick around all the time until then when they're coming and getting. Mm. 
Do they have you wait for them in a specific location? No, they usually find me. They know. Is that menace? Is that feel good? That's so creepy. Hey, Baron, why don't you go see what they're doing inside, and I'll stay and help um, help them collect some bread. And and when you're done in there, you guys can come out, and we can all uh, hang out for a little while. That sounds like a good plan. Nice to meet you. Uh, it's good to meet you, too. Is, is his bag full? Um... It, it could use a little bit more, so... Okay. But there's plenty of bread everywhere to kind of collect from it. Okay, so I'm gonna... Just just so you know what's happening while they're inside, I'm going to help him fill the bag, and then I'm going to entertain him to keep him with me, with, you know, like... Okay. Juggling in my... Yeah. And my, you know... Throwing party you know. just for how. Yes. Um, just for how. <laughs> this is a question... Are you guys sticking kind of close to the house with the El- the Elmond residents, or are you going to be kind of just mingling throughout this area? Ben is close to the house as I can get him to stay. Perfect. Okay. Sounds good to know. I don't think Baron will dilly-dally as much. I think after this, I think he'll try to go get the rest of the group and try to get them to come and join us outside. Okay. We are going to go to the group that had entered, which would be Moss, Aliyah, Ren, and Opal. Um, as you all kind of knock on the door, and you leave uh, Pinky and Baron outside to, to keep watch. Um, you enter in, uh, you hear someone say, uh, Who is it? And it, it sounds to be some sort of feminine voice coming from the other side. Um, am I knocking? I guess so. Um, I will just say, we're vigils, we're here to talk to you about your illness. Um, your vigils? Yes. Well, come inside. As you hear a woman come up the door and undoes a, a padlock and opens it up for you. See, seems like, like I said, pretty, not like too shabby, like a little bit more well-off um, person, especially here for in the bread district, which is kind of a little bit mid to, but that's not like crazy um, living circumstances. Um, you see from behind or like in another room, uh, a man calls out and says, um, Charisse, what's that? What's going on? And she calls back, um, um, Arden, uh, don't worry. Uh, I think there's healers here that may be able to, to figure out what, what, um, Clarine's problem is. Um, and as you all are permitted and she um, sees the, the vigil badges on the ones that have them out seen and she cries go wide. Um, you continue forward 
and as you kind of come in, she, she guides you to kind of a back room, and you see lying in her bed looks to be uh, a teenage teenage boy. Um, you can see his face is very pale. Um, he he de- looks like he is kind of sweating, um, and his eyes are kind of rolled back, and he almost is like kind of mumbling. Looks like delirious. A little bit delirious. Um, you see what looks to be his father um, with a damp rag kind of patting his head, trying to help look through the way. Mm. Um, first off, I would like to cast Detect Poison and Disease. Perfect. Um, what does that do precisely? Could you read it out? For the duration, 10 minutes, um, I can sense the presence and location of poisons, poisonous creatures and diseases within 30 feet of me. I can also identify the kind of poison, poisonous creature or disease in each case. Okay, so as you're sensing this, as you first walk in, you see it almost kind of all around you. There's like a faint haze mm-hmm. that you, you kind of detect. But you see what looks to be almost like a concentration inside the boy, um, kind of um, centered in his core. Um, um, very much uh, looks to be some sort of poisoning effect going on there uh, inside of him. Mm. Um, question, does it, can you read that just one more time to me? Um, I sense the presence of the poisons and diseases within 30 feet of me, I can also identify the kind of poison, poisonous creature, or disease. Um, as you go and, like, identify, this isn't necessarily any natural poison. Um, this seems to be almost a a magical-esque type of poison that is being created by some sort of being. And as you sense that, you notice that there is some sort of creature inside. Inside the boy. Inside the boy, causing his poison effect. Um, okay. So, do I tell the family? Do you tell or... us? Yeah, do you tell us? Well, yeah, well, that's the thing is like, do I, like, how can I tell you guys? But they're in the room. But would Moss notice that, like, Ren is freaking out at this point, or is Ren even freaking out? I would say he looks disturbed. Uh, Ren Cons- also has been around a good amount of strange diseases himself um, with his past, but, like, this is also definitely something that would be kind of off-putting. Does anybody have... Oh, never mind, I could... I want to know, never mind. Oh, is there? Well, yeah, but she doesn't know what's, what's yeah, going on. what's going on, yeah. You can see that Ren is disturbed. Would I have experience in parasites? 
Because that's like what I'm thinking. I'm like, this is some sort of parasite. Obviously, like otherworldly parasite. But I'm thinking like if I could find some way to draw this parasite out, we could maybe get somewhere. Yeah. Also, I don't know if that's a better idea. But as of now, I haven't made that known. If, anyway, if, you, te- um, if you tell us, Moss has a better idea. <laughs> or Moss has an idea. Yeah, I'll, I'll look to the... I guess it's like the mom and dad. I'll say, can you just give us a second here? Um, the the dad almost seems to not want to leave his son's side, but um, the mom, mom kind of comes and grabs his arm, arm and says, don't worry, they they are they're vigils. They're here to they're here to help us. And he kind of sighs and says, "He's he's helping." And they they step out of the room. And then I will say to you guys, "There's something inside of him, like a creature." Mm. I have an it idea. used to be like poisoning him. I get the sense it's some sort of parasite. <clears throat> At this point, Moss is going to like lift up his hand and just cast Produce Flame <laughs> as his hand sort of catches fire. Mm-hmm. Then Moss is going to like walk near the boy and he's like, let's see what happens if we heat the boy up a little bit. No, don't hurt him. I just lie going to no, 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 no. Like, walk up. Let, let let me try something first. Yeah, let's let's see. Moss wants to do this. Just wait, 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 let me, give me one one second, okay? I'm, I'm not gonna hit him with fire. I'm just gonna hold the flame close to the kid and see if oh, it heats I, up if anything happens. Okay, I thought you were gonna light the child on fire. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am not. You don't want to. <laughs> you don't want to. Um, we this learned kid something about dead. Moss today. <laughs> no, this is literally. If you can't solve a problem, fire can do it for you. A lie is going to cast some protection from good and evil. Ooh, on the boy, on the boy. So until the spell ends, which is 10 minutes, one willing creature you touch is protected against certain types of creatures aberrations, celestials, elementals, fey, fiends, and undead. The protection grants settled benefits. Uh, creatures of those types have disadvantage on any attack rolls against the target. The target also can't be charmed, frightened, or possessed by them. If the target is already charmed, frightened, possessed by such a creature, the target has advantage on any new saving throw against the relevant effect. Good to know. That is good to know. Anyone else doing anything as Moss is kind of approaching this? Or you can, like, detect fiends, right? Could you do that? Yeah. So we can maybe get a better understanding of what this thing is? I will do that. So you will use your divine sense. Divine sense, 60 feet. Same creatures of celestial fiend and undead. So as you sense that, you also get a, a red hot, like stench of evil coming from inside this boy and with each breath out you can kind of smell the evil coming out of him is there also a fake hint of the distant one with that you do feel like there is some sort of connection 
to what is inside this void to something that is distant. Not within this room. Maybe that kind of that haze that I described earlier for um, for red, but since yours is specifically for things, you get a better, clearer picture of it. And you can tell that there's something deep below you that this is connected to. Okay. Chase. Yeah. Sorry, I just have to say this, but um, one, I have, to, I have to run and go check on Tori and Hayes for a second, but um, when uh, Elia casts protection on, from good and evil, my first thought was it's going to be the scene from Alien where the, like, creature comes out of the stomach. Oh. Like, yeah. <laughs> We're getting to that. <laughs> yes. Oh. We'll see what happens. Um... When I did the detect poison, did I get like a ping on the bread? Because I still got my to go box. Um, yeah, there seems to be kind of like a connection to the bread and to this. Okay, so they're linked. There's there's a linkage, a link to it. Maybe if it is like a fungus, not exactly like a a demonic fungus, it grows into that thing after it's been consumed and has those nice stomach bile juices. Maybe. Or maybe what happens because so what from what we understand a lot of kids have disappeared, right? Mm-hmm. So what if it's 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 a it's a type like like you said a type of fungus and that grows inside the body and then once it grows inside the body it turns into like a type maybe like zombie esque creature which then takes them Clem was one of these down to wherever but you guys don't know right that. That. <laughs> takes takes <laughs> it down to wherever you know mm. so so basically, you're saying the fungus takes them over the parasite kind of like overtakes the host yeah and then takes the host down to wherever the source of the evil is and then proceeds to feast the people. That seems oh, legit. I don't oh, like it though. I don't like it. It could be true. Um, did your protection from evil and good? Is he protected? As you all watch. Before that, go ahead. Bring what I found. Yeah, and it's, okay, of course. As Moss is kind of approaching you, you basically are kind of like holding it back. Monologuing, <laughs> um, in a sense, like as he's approaching with the flame, like I sense that there is an evil presence inside of him, and it's connected to something stronger below us. us, somewhere in the depths. Yeah, okay, I'm done. And as Moss, you approach this boy, and as soon as the the protection of good is cast on, he starts kind of shaking, and then. Kind of starting to a little bit writhing, almost like foaming at the mouth. But that foam that's coming out, pure black, as it's kind of running down. Um, he starts kind of coughing up. At that moment, you start approaching with the flame. As he's coughing, I go and like hold him up, like so it doesn't choke. Yeah, you're gonna like, kind of be yelling and support him. As you yeah. kind of like turn him onto his side, yeah, so that yeah. way he can kind of come out. 
Uh, at this point, Moss is getting ready that if any, like, black goo monsters, like, shoot out of his mouth, he's gonna throw the fireball at it. Yeah, sounds good. A fireball? Fireball! I'd imagine it's probably around at this point, right? That Baron would come in, or no? Um, it's it's about at this point that Baron, you you kind of walk in to see this boy kind of shaking as like a mother and father who's kind of like scared of what's going on, kind of comes back in as they hear the boy struggling, and the mom kind of gives out uh, like a quick yell. Moss approaches with the fire, and as it gets closer and hotter to him, he starts shaking vigorously, more violently, as you kind of see him spit and then start. And then eventually, those, especially you Opal, who have a sense for this, you see what looks to be this form of blackness have undulate out of him through his vomit and bile. Um, and kind of almost as wispy blackness, shadow even. And it lands not too far away. And as it it kind of lands, it takes a moment and stands up, and you see the form of a being similar to the form of a human, almost a shadow of someone. At that moment, all lights in the house go out, except for the fireball that is in Moss's hand, and then he throws it at it. And we need a roll initiative. Yo. My goodness. He's just playing outside. <laughs> That's why I was like, okay, do you like do you wanna do this? If you wanna do it with the kids, you can do that. But I just wanna know if that's what you wanna do. I mean uh, Chase. That's in the house. I'm sure Pinky's gonna investigate. Yeah. Chase, yeah. do you want me to roll the hit first or roll for initiative first? Um roll the hit first because that's out of initiative. Okay, big money, big money, big money. Big Come money, on. Big money. With okay, it's like a seven. So with the light going off, like boss is like ah, it's gonna miss. Seven. Yeah. Um, roll for it. I wish I had a piece of paper. I will just keep a track on the sheet. Um, I have a piece of paper. That's all right. I can do this. Okay. Are you sure? I nat twenty the initiative though. That's pretty good. Um, so we'll do 25 to 20. 22. 23. Um, I got a um, 25. For the next round? What? Yeah. What did you roll? You can roll right 18. now. Okay. I have a plus 7. You have a plus 7 to initiative? Yeah. <laughs> he does. Gosh dang. Talk about going first every time. Oh, I know what you took, uh, Ren. Yeah. Now it makes sense. Thanks. So Ren is up first, followed by Moss. Yep, Moss at 23. Moss at 23. And then... What did you get? A seven. Seven? Okay. Which makes sense, because Piggy won't know until work is starting that. I got a 14. 14. What'd you get? <laughs> okay. Are there any windows in this room, Chase? There are. Okay. Um, most of them have been kind of boarded up. But 
as the flame hits the ground, everything is bathed in complete darkness. Like the fire goes out? I mean, it was just a fire bolt okay. that he threw. It was he just like, like it erupts and it goes away. Yeah, it erupts and goes away as it was snuffed out. Yeah. I guess everything else was. Um. Good roll on your, um, good roll of hope. Fourteen. Yeah. I mean, everyone else like will insane, but that's a good roll for hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's got that minus one. It's rough. <laughs> um. With that, I'm going to switch our music. Some like horror stuff. I wish I wish we had more horror horror stuff, but we I'm don't. Working on. I think we have. I'll yeah. try and ask Will for more. So, first up, again, our initiative. Did the fireballs do anything? He missed. Oh, he missed. Oh, come on. Man. We should say that it hits the window so that Pinky knows. All right, so it is now pitch black. He, he, it, yeah, it's pitch black in here. You are human. I'm human. I'm only human. You don't have a way of seeing in the dark. Half elves have dark vision. Yeah. Dark vision. Did you take the dark vision with what you took? Because that's the kicker. If you do the custom lineage, you either pick one thing or your dark vision. And if you didn't pick dark vision, you don't have it. I don't know what the other thing is. So I think it was like skill proficiencies. Pinky doesn't have dark vision either. I have it. I was like, dude, none of us have dark vision. Oh, I, I, I have dark human. vision. In this great fifth edition. <laughs> Where which I'm very is. grateful for because it means I can do spookier things like this. Well, here, here's the here's the thing. I still have my concentration on the detect poison and disease. Yes. Can I see it? Yes. Though so you can't see anything else in the head. Is it like actually? Like, can I see like through? Like, could I potentially, if someone is in front of me, yeah, like do you I see, see through them? Yeah, no, I. Oh, I see their shadow. Like, it's kind of like a. No, actually, so I know you. You'd see through them. You can only see it. It's like, thing with you, Opal, you can def- like you can sense its presence. Well, I remember where everyone was last. Oh, the fire just barely went out. I have no Okay. Do I get the sense that it is incorporeal? Like, can we actually have it? it? Necessarily, like, try hitting it? So it's hard to, like, tell if it is incorporeal, but... It did kind of wisp out of his mouth. Well, who cares? I'm going to throw a net on him. A net? Yes. Okay. All right. That is a 12. 12? Well, is its armor class. Ah! But it goes right through it. Uh, it, As you throw the net, um, it's hard to tell what happens because it's on his problem. It does need to make a strength check. I will, uh, strength check. DC 10. Okay. Um, it rolled a 9 on its strength check. Cool. But you... It, like, you feel like you got a good throw on, on, in with your net, but you don't know yeah, whether it's, it's a sack. I'm like, good about that one. Yeah, <laughs> but it's hard to know whether it's actually just, like, it dissolved through it 
or if it's actually like caught it because it's in pitch black. Um, Moss, you have dark vision, right? Yes, Mark Moss has dark vision. So you would notice it um, was. You would see the net go through it as it is an amorphous being. Ooh, okay. Alright, so, and it's. I just gotta check something real fast. I think Moss? Okay. Alright, Moss is gonna cast Fairy Fire on this Fetcher. Okay. No. Uh, that's a good one. Yep. So Moss, he's gonna he's gonna keep the cube just in a direction that like only this guy gets it. Which... With this small of a room, yeah, that's my question. Not, not really a way because you guys are kind of circled around the boy as this happened. So basically, you have to choose whether you're going to get Ren and Opal or Alaya and Baron. Who just walked in? We'll in do it. We'll do a lion. Wait, a lion. We'll do the paladin and run. Paladin and run. Okay. Good job. Just, um, you guys are more likely to survive an attack than a lion. Is it? Is it a dexterity saving throw? Yeah. So everyone needs to make a dex save. Sixteen. Okay. Uh, it's plus four on saving throws. And this is saving throw. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Can you just? Can you just? Yeah. Read the description. Does it? What kind of light does this like spell produce? It only outlines them in like have a neon glow. That's why I always love it. Each object in a twenty foot cube within range is outlined in a blue, green, or violet. My choice. It's going to be blue. Any creature in this area when the spell is cast is outlined in a line, outlined in light if it fails a dexterity saving throw. For the duration, objects and affected creatures shed dim light in a 10-foot radius. Any attack roll against an affected creature or object has advantage and can see it, and the affected creatures or objects can't benefit from being invisible. Can't benefit from being invisible? Yep, cannot benefit from invisibility. Of in light off of those two and the yeah, and so the, the save for it, I don't know if everybody rolled, was 13. 13? Okay, so Ren saves, Opal fails, and it fails. It is now outlined in blue. And is that, what kind of shape is that concentration? No. It, it is concentration. And so after Moss casts the spell, Moss wants to position himself so he's hiding behind the paladin. Opal. <laughs> That's the, I didn't the one that's glowing. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Baron, it is your turn as you just come into this room and you see what you see. Okay. Um, sorry, I gotta put the little lab down this way for a second so I can do this. Um, as Baron comes into the room um, and just sees this all going down, he'll go ahead and just quickly, like... <laughs> 
essentially grab. Um, let me see. Who's in front of me right now? Uh, probably Alaya. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, bait and switch with Alaya. So, me and her are going to switch places, so I'm going to be in front of her. Um, do you, like, do you need to be able to see? Like, like, you can see the outlines of the other half of the room. I but... can see, Chase. I have blind sight. Oh, yes, you're... I can see it. Sorry, my bad. Nope, you're good. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and bait and switch with Elia. Um, and then I roll a d8. And I'm gonna add, um, I'm gonna add that to my armor class. So since she's behind me now, um, and I'm gonna get take a plus six to my armor. Um, so that'll put me at uh, 21 AC until I believe it's until the end of, or the beginning of my next turn. I'll have to double check that. But, um, so I'm gonna bait and switch, and then as a bonus action, I'm gonna quickly. Um, Oh, I gotta make sure that that's not a bonus action. Give me one second. Uh, bait and switch. Yeah, five feet, dwelling creature. Uh, Roll dice. Okay. An easy bonus. Until start of next turn. Okay, yeah. Until the start of my next turn. Sorry. Um, so I'm gonna do bait and switch, and then as a bonus action, I'm gonna unhook one of my oil flasks. And just in the same motion as I'm going to strike, I'm going to douse my whip with oil. Okay. And then I'm going to go ahead and make an attack roll. Alright. And we have advantage, right? You do. Yep. Uh, does a 20... Yes. Uh, 3 hit? Yes. going to be seven points of uh, slashing damage as I just come in and just, as I release it and just with my finger like like I throw the whip and it looks like it's going straight and it's going to miss and then I take my other finger and I curve it so it comes at a side angle and hits it. As you bring it out and hit it, you leave a good stretch as you kind of pull and tear at this shadowy essence that it's made out of. Though, the whip being what it is doesn't seem to do as much damage as you would like it to do to this creature. With that, it is its turn. With its bonus action, even though it is still lit up, it is going to take the bonus action hide action. What's everyone's passive perception? 17. I think you're the highest. Um, Mine is 13, but I can sense 
whenever anyone is within 10 feet of me. And you still have divine sense, and you have the detect poison the disease and disease. So, for those she won't be able to see it. Who can sense? And for those who have blind sight, do you see this shadow basically morphosize itself into the darkness around you? Even though it's still kind of lit up, it rolled higher than your passive perception moss. Those who can still sense it, see it take the dash action and run past Baron out through the door and into the night. Baron, you do get one opportunity attack on it, as it will have to pass through your space. Um, and um, both you and Opal, you guys get those. Um, you can take an attack of opportunity, but you can't use spells. You'd have to use a dagger, just because you don't have um, original caster. Is this still with advantage because it's fairy fire? Yep. Yes. Okay. Actually... Yes, it is. It's just for those who can't sense it, they can't see it at all. So, since Ren and Opal can sense it, Aliyah, you have no way of telling and discerning where it's at since it is hidden to you okay. and to Moss. So, these two are the only ones, as well as Baron, who can do opportunity attacks on it. Let's see. that Pinky won't see it. Pinky won't see it. Okay. Cool. I would like you three to do opportunity attacks as it is trying to get out of you. Can I use a branch of magic? What do you mean? Can I use sacred flame? You cannot for an opportunity attack. So um. you have. Yeah. I'm swing my axe. You can swing your axe. I rolled the same number. I got a 23. Okay, that'll hit. To hit, and I'm gonna do a tripping tripping attack. It needs to make. Uh, let me double check what it needs to make. It needs to make a saving throw, strength saving throw. So as you go to trip it, it is immune to the condition of being prone. So whether or not it fails or succeeds, it's not going to make a difference. Though you do get to add the extra damage. Do you have um, inspiration for anything? No, not that I marked. I don't think I've been given inspiration. Do I have anything on you? Points of damage total. Um, I would say, Opal, it since you can sense it, you do get advantage on it because it also has the fairy fire effect still on its wheels. You got thirteen points of damage. What's that have? The round up or round down. I usually round down. Okay. I I will also round down for you guys as well. So if you take damage, it's rounded down. If you have it halved. What do you get for your roll? Uh, man made twenty. That will hit. Man made. Natural. That also natural. <laughs> yes, you can. Four damage. That's already halved. That is halved? Yeah, I did nine. Okay. 
does it need to be half or whatever? Um, for you, as you... It has a cool name. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, as you guys see Opal brandish her axe, um, most of the times in daylight, it doesn't seem to be anything too spectacular. As she seems to brandish it here in this darkness, it almost seems to have like this almost amber-esque glow coming from its filigree of the, her symbol. Especially with something like this around. As she goes and hits it, what do you roll for damage? I'm gonna... Oh, hold on. Hold on. Um, still plus the four, right? Just regularly. Yes. Um, that is the... For 13. So, a 13 so yeah, as it is kind of dodging and weaving, it, it takes a couple hits from the suit, but as you see, Opal kind of is able to put herself in between it and the doorway, and she just takes her axe in two hands and goes and cleaves straight through it. As it hits the shadow, you can see it burn as a flash of light starts crystallizing it, lighting the room up, um, as it is vanquished, um, you see that a bright light has been shown from her axe, and it, it is, for the, the time being, for the next little while, it is glowing as her axe, also known as Shadowrend, is fulfilling its purpose. Thank you. To as, the shadows. As the bright light slowly, and the glow from her axe slowly fades, that is where we're going to end it for tonight. Woo! Dang. Oh, I was pretty sure I was going to hopefully get out of there, but you guys, uh, you guys did pretty good. I'm sure Pinky's like, oh, the lights are out. Oh, there's a flash. Oh, there's another one. What's going on? Yeah, there's a raid going on. <laughs> thank you guys for playing DD with me. And thank you for everyone who is watching or listening. Um, either on the stream or on the podcast. We appreciate you. Um, we are grateful to be back at it with our Vigils of Yamna out there trying to protect those who can't do it themselves, you know, from the dark, evil things coming out of people's mouths. With that, um, Dungeon. 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 Okay.